Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Brad Blickstein, the author of the long-running and influential Annual Law Department Operations Survey, and B. Saravello, who previously served in a variety of C-suite roles at AmLaw 100 law firms. They are the co-leaders of the new law practice at Barrett's and Brunel, a strategic advisory communications firm. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hey, Ari. So I'm very excited to be speaking with you both today. B, let's start with you. Tell us about your background and the new law practice at Barrett's and Brunel. I um, have spent the better part of my career in top 100 firms in C-suite roles and have had the good fortune of working with firms who were at a pivotal point for change. And therefore, I've had a lot of experience with change management in law firms. I think this is a very vital time for law firms in terms of the challenges they're facing and having the opportunity to launch a new law practice, which is a portfolio of services that I think are of great interest to law firms. Given my background, I thought it was a good combination and a good opportunity. Brad, how does the new law practice align with your annual law department operations survey? For a long time, I've made my living advising usually legal service providers and also doing research around legal operations and other things. And what I've found is that in a lot of ways, law firms are becoming in some ways more like legal service providers and technology companies, the kinds of companies that I've worked with for years. And as the buying of legal services becomes more and more professionalized within the law departments, that is often coming in under the domain of legal operations. So all this works together in a way that for the first time in my career, working with law firms seemed like the exciting place to be, which is why I joined up with B, Barrett and Burnell to pursue some of those opportunities. B, the new law practice recently released a report on law firm alternative legal services providers. What trends did you uncover? We had some interesting results, I think surprises for both Brad and myself in that of the AMLA 100 and the Global 100, there were a surprisingly larger number of firms that had involved themselves in captive ALSPs. And we were just looking at that segment of what we call the broader new law. The reason why it was surprising is because as you know, these top 100 firms are very metrics focused and this is a substantial investment in technology and people and practice. And there's an investment of time and a hope that there's a broad adoption. So to have so many firms that had gone through at least getting their feet wet in this area was one of a few big surprises to us. The whole thing started, I was having dinner with someone months ago and she said to me, you know, I think like 25, 30% of the AMLA 100 have captive ALSPs, captive ALSPs being some sort of alternative legal service organization or practice group within a big law firm. And my immediate response was, that can't be right. And then I mentioned it to B, and her response was, that sounds way too high, but we agreed that we should find out. So we embarked on this project to do, and it turned out that the hypothesis was correct. And 35 of the AMLA 100 firms have some sort of captive ALSP operation. And 48 of the 123 firms 
that are either in the AMLA 100 and or the Global 100 have a captive ALSP operation either within or affiliated with the firm. So the numbers are high and we think they're going to grow substantially. Why? There's a couple of reasons. What we call the traditional ALSP market has been growing over the years. And those folks are taking work from what traditionally has been done in law firms. And really, law firms can come up with the right type of technology and process and operation. They don't have to lose that work to traditional ALSPs. They can continue to provide that work. One thing I think we can all agree on is that, generally speaking, law departments prefer to do work with their law firms. They're willing to do work with other operations. But if their law firms can be competitive in terms of technology and process and price, they will do business with their law firms, which makes the idea of creating and managing and running captive ALSPs extremely potentially lucrative to the firms. B, what is the mini maturity model for captive ALSPs? This might not be a surprise to many. I think that we would all agree that when you think of captive ALSPs in law firms, the area where you first think about it is in e-discovery. And in fact, that is where, particularly in the U.S., where we find most of captive ALSPs. But what is interesting in terms of what we would call the maturity model and the way we thought about it is that when you look at your portfolio of practices, what have you used the different elements of what we defined a captive as, which includes automation, humans interacting with clients, metrics-based, all those things that we think about and define a captive with, were you able to do that in more than one practice area? So largely, we see that those that have been successful with e-discovery have been able to leverage it into two or three practice areas. When we look at the maturity model, maturity two and three levels are actually the largest portion, another surprise, of law firms. However, there still is a primary group of law firms that are still in what we would call maturity level one. Maturity level one, stage one, as we call it, means that they only offer one type of service as a captive ALSP. Usually it's e-discovery, at least domestically. Stage two firms offer a second type of practice, often contract management. And stage three firms offer more than two, the others potentially being lease abstraction or due diligence or IP. And as B mentioned, we sort of expected, at least in the U.S., almost the entire market to be offering only e-discovery. But only 40% of the firms offer only e-discovery, and more than half offer multiple services within their captive LSPs. So that's how we define market maturity. And what we found is that more firms are kind of a little further along that maturity model than we had expected. Brett, how do the U.S. firms compare with their peers abroad? 35 of the AMLA 100 have captive ALSPs. But if you look at the global 100 non-US firms, there's 23 of those firms and 13 of them have captive ALSPs. So we're definitely seeing more adoption, at least among the biggest firms overseas. And we're seeing more maturity there too. In the US, something like 57% are in stages two and three. But overseas, 85% are in stages two and three. So more of them per capita, I guess, and they are more mature. It was no surprise in many ways. It was a bit disappointing because when you hear all the chatter in the marketplace, you think that the U.S. is catching up a bit. But 
Unfortunately, it looks like they're still running behind what's going on outside the U.S. B, how do you see captive ALSPs evolving? I think it's a great opportunity for law firms. It's not a one-size-fits-all. This particular slice of the market is one slice of a much broader delivery of legal services that's available to law firms. So I think it will evolve. It is in the beginning stages. I think there's lots of firms where it's the right fit, has a lot to do with the portfolio of practices. It has a lot to do with the culture of a firm. And it has a lot to do with how a firm invests their dollars. So it's not always going to fit for all law firms, but there's a lot of firms that could definitely benefit from that. But I do think all law firms will benefit thinking about different ways of delivering legal services. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Brad Blickstein and B. Saravello, the co-leaders of the new law practice at Barrett's and Brunel, a strategic advisory communications firm. Brad, B., thank you so much. Thank you, Ari. Thanks, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.